Hey everyone, welcome to episode 32 of the podcast, dude. Today it is Monday, December 28th, 2015. Last show of 2015. By the time most of you are hearing this, it will be 2016. So I hope you had a good Christmas break. I hope you got lots of stuff done. I hope you relaxed, hung out with your family, whatever it is that you like to do on Christmas break. Today's topic, going to be talking about podcasting on a budget. Podcasting on a budget because it's 2016 and I know a lot of you want to start a podcast and I'm all for that. I want you to start a podcast, but I know some of you, maybe you didn't get a ton of money from your family this Christmas. <laughs> maybe you don't have a ton of money to spend on gear. If you do, that's great. I got a few Amazon gift cards, so I'm going to buy some gear. But I've done, a, I've done an episode about gear in the past. My second episode at thepodcastdude.com slash two was a guide to gear for podcasting. But I've learned a lot in the past, well, I think it's been six months since I did that episode. So I wanted to make an updated guide. And the biggest difference between then and now is I said back then that if you couldn't afford good gear, you should wait to start your podcast. You should save up some money and invest in some good gear before you get started. But I've changed my mind about that. I think I was wrong about that. And I still believe that good gear, great gear, will give you better sound quality, which will in turn help your show be more successful. But I don't believe that you should wait to get started if you don't have the money to afford that gear. There's so much to learn when you're first starting out. And great gear isn't going to make, you know, is not going to make the podcasting process magically easier. I think it's best to get started with what you have or what you can afford and then upgrade later when you can afford it. So let's talk about podcasting on a budget. I'm going to cover gear for those of you who have little to no money to spend, but then also touch on what I think is the best podcasting gear so that you'll know what to get in the future when you have money to upgrade. All right. Welcome to episode 32. Okay, podcasting on a budget. First, if this is your first episode listening, hi, welcome. My name's Aaron Dowd. I'm 30 years old. I live in Fort Worth, Texas, and I've been a professional podcast editor for a few years. I got into this because I really loved podcasting. I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I realized that a lot of them didn't sound very good. You know, I'm talking back in 2010, 2011, when I was listening to shows, and they just did not have very good sound quality. So I reached out to a few people, asked if I could help edit the shows, and a few years later, it was my full-time job. So I now, now I edit podcasts for the Sean West Network full-time. It's my full-time job, and I love it. Would not do anything else, except maybe other things with audio. I just love audio in general. But anyways, talking about gear today, affordable podcasting gear today. So before we get into that, I want to say there's one thing I want you guys to remember from this episode. This is something I think is really, really important. It's that in the end, your content is more important than having expensive gear. Great gear isn't going to save your show if you don't have something to share that is valuable for your audience. So how do you make great content? I think you make great content by sharing what you care most about in a way that teaches, inspires, or otherwise helps someone. So great gear Helps great content, but without great content, you're not going to have anything great. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the gear. Let's jump into the gear. First off, microphones. I'll be talking a lot of things 
including USB microphones, regular microphones, audio interfaces, accessories, things like that. Let's start with affordable mics and interfaces. So the bare minimum, you could go with a like a USB headset. And I don't actually recommend this. And this is like, there's a few headsets like the Plantronics 478 runs 25 bucks on Amazon or the Apple earbuds, which is just headphones, earbuds with a built-in microphone. You can podcast with those. I don't think they're going to sound very good. They'll sound kind of thin. They won't have the full range and body and warmth and clarity that a lot of other microphones will have, but it's absolutely a place to start. Moving up to affordable USB microphones, and these are more like regular microphones that plug into your computer through a USB cable. Very simple, easy to use, pretty affordable. The cheapest good one would be the Audio-Technica ATR2100. It's a dynamic USB mic. And I used to hate on this mic. It's $50. And a lot of people recommend it for starting off for podcasters. And I used to hate on this mic because all the recordings I heard made with it sounded really bad. A lot of room noise, a lot of echo, just not a good sound. And what I found out eventually was the problem was that this microphone comes with a desktop stand, a little tripod stand. And so a lot of people would set it on their desks maybe two or three feet away from them, and then talk at it. Well, that's not the way this microphone is supposed to be used. Got to use good mic technique on all microphones, but this one especially, you have to get right up close to it. So I'm talking two or three inches away to get the best sound out of this microphone. And if you do that, if you're careful about the distance from your mouth to the microphone, you can get a pretty decent sound out of this ATR2100. So that's definitely a great place to start if you only have, say, $50 to spend, you may also need to buy a mic stand if, well, I just say go ahead and buy a $20 mic stand. That'll help. I'll talk more about that later. And I've also included links to everything I'm talking about today in show notes for this episode, which can be found at thepodcastdude.com slash 32. So go check that out. And I, I should also say that all the prices for this reflect current pricing on amazon.com. So if you live in a different country than the, than the United States, or if you're listening to this years and years in the future, things may be more expensive or cheaper, depending. Probably cheaper. Most things get cheaper over time. Okay, back to affordable USB microphones. There's another mic that is very common for podcasters. It's the Blue Yeti. So this mic runs $100. You can sometimes get it on sale for $80. And I think this is actually a pretty good microphone for podcasting. It is a condenser microphone instead of a dynamic microphone. And condenser microphones are more sensitive they pick up more room sound, more room echo, more background noises than dynamic microphones. And this can be a good or a bad thing, depending on how treated your room is, how noisy your room is. For most podcasters, I recommend going with dynamic microphones instead of condensers. But the Blue Yeti is a good sounding microphone for $100. So I can also recommend that. You may have heard people recommend another affordable USB mic, the Blue Snowball. I do not recommend this mic, even though it's a little bit cheaper. I think they normally run 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I think they just sound like crap. So avoid the blue snowball. <laughs> Don't buy that mic. All right, moving on. Affordable USB interfaces. A USB interface is a small box that will allow you to plug in a regular XLR microphone into this box, and then the box plugs into your computer, usually via a USB cable. So it's basically taking the analog signal from a microphone, converting it into a digital signal that your computer can record. And there are a couple affordable USB interfaces that I really recommend. One of the most common ones is the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2, and this runs 
usually around $150 new, and it has two microphone inputs. It's a great sounding little interface, very solid, very reliable. You can get a really good sound out of this if you pair it with a good microphone. Another one is the Focusrite iTrack Solo. And the Focusrite iTrack Solo is very similar to the Scarlett 2i2. They run about $100. It only has one input, one microphone input, but you can record either to your computer or your iOS device. So that's kind of a cool feature if you think you're going to need to record your iPhone at some point in the future. That might not be such a bad idea. Focusrite iTrack Solo. I want to say that also most affordable USB interfaces only have one or two mic inputs. So if you think at some point in the future you're going to need more than one or two mic inputs, then you should buy an interface that has more. And as far as I know, there's not an easy way to connect multiple USB mics. So I would avoid, if you plan on recording more than one person in a room at a time, probably best to get a USB interface and pair it with some XLR microphones. So let's talk about affordable XLR microphones. My favorite, all hands down, my favorite is the Shure SM58 or the Shure SM57. Those are basically the same mic, but the, F, the, the 58 has a pop filter on it. It's not actually a pop filter. It's like a little windscreen. You've seen people use these mics. They're very common for live performances. They are a fantastic value at $99 new. You can actually get them cheaper if you buy them used, but I'll talk about used gear a little bit later. So the Shure SM58, this is a great mic. Some cheaper options. If you don't want to spend $100, if you don't have $100, but you still want to get a dynamic mic for your interface, Behringer makes a mic, a dynamic mic called the XM8500. This runs $20. Shure also makes an affordable mic, a Shure PG48. And you can actually get a package with that comes with a cable and a mic stand for $34. And... I would recommend going that route if you say you only have 40 bucks to spend. That's a pretty solid that's a pretty solid microphone. Yeah. If you only have 40 bucks to spend, you're going to have to get some kind of interface to use that mic. But that's a good one. Say you want to spend 100 bucks on an interface and then buy three or four of these. Good value. It's not going to sound quite as good as a 58, but it's going to be pretty close. So that's that's kind of the rundown of affordable microphones. I'd say if you're going to be a solo podcaster, if you're just going to talk to somebody else, over, your, over Skype or something, and you don't want to buy the XLR microphone in an interface, then go with either the ATR2100 for $50 or the Blue Yeti USB microphone for $100. So now let's talk really nice microphones and interfaces. So this is if you have a little bit more money or if you want to upgrade sometime in the future, these are the things you need to look at because these are mics and interfaces that sound really, really good. And... I know there are more expensive microphones, more expensive USB microphones, but I don't really want to talk about those. For example, like Rode makes a microphone called the Rode Podcaster, and I think it runs $250. It sounds okay. I don't think it sounds $250 good. There was another microphone that I used to use. Actually, I've got it right here. What is this one called? The Shure PG27. It's a condenser microphone that's a USB powered. Again, Really not that great. I prefer, if you're going to spend two, $300, I would say get a small interface and like an SM58. You get a really good sound out of that. But anyways, nice interfaces. First, the interface that I really want to upgrade to. It's called the um, Universal Audio Apollo Twin Thunderbolt interface. So this is Mac only because it plugs into 
the Thunderbolt port of the newer Macs. And this runs $699. It only has two mic inputs, but it is a heck of an interface. Sounds really good. Very well built. Very high quality. (laughs) Definitely not necessary, but I want to upgrade to that at some point in the future. The interface I'm currently using is actually the Focusrite Scarlett 18i20. And this is a slightly bigger interface, and it has eight microphone inputs. Powered by AC power, which is great because it gives it just a little bit more gain to the microphones that require a little bit more gain like the SM7B. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Focusrite also makes a line of interfaces called the Claret interfaces that are a step up from the Scarlet interfaces, which are they're both fantastic USB interfaces. But Claret just has a little bit better preamps, a little bit better sound quality. I'll include a link to that in Amazon. You can choose the interface that has the number of mic inputs that you need. Okay, so I talked about the Focusrite Scarlet 18i20. If you want to go a little bit cheaper than that, I think they run $500 new. The Focusrite Scarlet 18i8 is a USB interface for $300, has four mic inputs and two headphone ports. And this is a great interface if you want to use Shure SM7Bs because it is AC powered, so it provides just a little bit more gain. The Shure SM7B is a very gain-hungry microphone. But for mic inputs, great value. Something else I want to talk about is the Zoom H6. The Zoom H4n and the Zoom H6. These are they're portable recording devices, but you can also use them as USB interfaces. So these are really cool if you're going to be out and about on the go. They're little boxes that have built-in microphone, built-in stereo microphones in the top of them, which are great microphones. But they also have two microphone inputs so you can record an additional two mics at the same time. They're battery-powered, or you can buy a little power adapter for them, I believe. These are great if you're going to be out and about running around with your laptop. They're very small. Great value. The H4n is $199, has two mic inputs, and the H6 is $399, has four mic inputs, but you can expand it to six. Great mobile recording solution. Okay, the microphones. The really nice XLR microphones that I recommend. Sure Beta 87A, great dynamic microphone, excuse me, great condenser microphone, runs $249, sounds good. Sure SM7B, that's the mic that I use most of the time. <laughs> Talk about that more in a second. Sure SM7B is just a fantastic dynamic microphone, $349 new. And this mic, like I said earlier, needs more gain than most microphones. So you'll want to get a nicer interface that has AC power, like the Focusrite Scarlett 18i8 instead of just USB power, which is what the 2i2 uses. So you get a little bit more gain because you'll need it to make it sound good. The mic I'm currently on right now, I got this. I just got this microphone recently, the Shure KSM32 condenser microphone. And this runs $550 new. And this is actually a pretty fantastic mic. I didn't buy it originally to do podcasting. I bought it because I've been recording music and I wanted a good condenser mic for recording vocals and uh, acoustic guitars and such. But I'm just, I've been really happy with the way this sounds. I don't know if I'm going to go with this one or the SM7B in the future, but we'll see. They both sound really, really good, but they're, you know, they're both professional level microphones. I don't think you need to go more expensive than something like the KSM32. I know there are a lot of microphones upwards of $800, I don't think the difference is going to matter that much for most people. Okay, let's talk about some of the other accessories you'll need for podcasting. 
you'll probably end up needing a mic stand. So I just use a cheap $20 boom stand, boom microphone stand. And I think that pretty much anyone will work fine. If you buy the super, super cheap ones and you're rough on them, they may break, but you could just buy another one. You can spend a little bit more and get some fancy stands. I don't really think it's necessary, especially if you're looking to do this on a budget. Pop filter. Pop filter is really important. I think regardless of what microphone you buy, even if it has a windscreen on it, you should still get a pop filter. And you can get, it doesn't really matter which pop filter you get. You don't need to get a fancy one. They're $10 on Amazon, sometimes less. Just buy one of those. I'll include a link in the show notes. As far as mic cables, if you go with a regular XLR microphone into an interface, you're going to need an XLR to XLR mic cable. I really like the cables from monoprice.com. I think they're cheap. They're really well made, pretty rugged, a little bit more affordable than cables you'd get at, say, like Guitar Center or Best Buy or something. So check out monoprice.com. Headphones. Headphones for recording and mixing podcasts. I will say that I think it's okay to mix on iPhone earbuds. Some audio files, a lot of people might be like, no, (laughs) but really, realistically, most people listen to podcasts on those headphones. So if you record and then mix your headphones based on what you're hearing out of that, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what most of your audience is going to be listening to. I personally love the Sony MDR7506 headphones, and these are studio monitoring headphones closed back that go over your ears. They sound really good both for mixing and just listening to music, but they run about $90, $80, $90 most of the time. And if you can make your audio sound good on those, then it'll sound good in most places. As far as some cheaper studio monitor headphones for mixing, Audio-Technica makes a range ATH M30s, ATH M40s. The M30s start at $50 and I think they will be fine for mixing. All right. I had a note here to talk about the importance of your recording room. I talked in in great detail about this in episode 19, podcastdude.com slash 19. Title of that episode was Dealing with Room Echo and Background Noise, Soundproofing and Absorption for Podcasters. So the room that you record in is going to have a very big impact on your audio quality. If you record in in a bare room, bare floors, bare walls, it may sound echoey, depending on how loud you talk. But if you record in a room with a bunch of appliances that are making noise, with a heater, with the AC running, all of that could potentially be picked up in your recording, which will degrade the sound quality for your listeners. So you just need to be aware of that stuff. If you want to learn more about that, if you're curious, go to thepodcastdude.com slash 19. All right, let's talk about recording and editing software. The free stuff. Free or cheap, anyways. GarageBand... I think for people just starting out, if you're on a Mac, GarageBand is a fantastic, fantastic app for recording and editing podcasts. Most Macs, especially the newer ones, come with it free, come with a copy. Otherwise, I think it's, what, 10, 15, 20 bucks on the App Store? It's been a while since I checked. Chances are you might already have GarageBand on your Mac. So that's a great program. I'll be doing a free course on that later in the year to help you get started so if you, have, if you want to do that and you have questions, feel free to shoot me an email. I'd be happy to give you advice, maybe record a quick screencast or two to help you get started. If you're not on a Mac or if you don't have GarageBand and don't want to buy it, there's a free program you've probably heard of called Audacity. And this is just a pretty simple program for recording and editing audio. I'm not a fan <laughs> just of the interface and the way you do things. 
but I'm kind of picky. So if you're just getting started and you want something free, that's a great way to go. Audacity. I'll include a link in the show notes. Uh, QuickTime is another great option if you just want to record an audio file. You don't want a bunch of, you don't want a a complicated interface. QuickTime on Mac is a great way to record an audio file. Very, very simple. Skype for recording. If you want to talk to people, you're probably going to end up talking over Skype. And it's not a bad idea if you're going to be interviewing someone or if you're going to be talking with your co-host over Skype. I say record a file on your computer, both of you. Record a file on your computer and then edit them together later. But it's also a good idea to record the audio from the Skype call. So there's a couple programs that you can buy that'll do that for you. For the Mac, Ecamm Call Recorder runs $30. For Windows, there's a program called Pamela Skype Recorder. That's also either $15 or $30. I think they have a couple different versions. There was something else I want to mention. A guy on Twitter asked me last week about a web app called TriCast, and this is at T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T. So TriCast. This is a web app that's $10 a month, and it only works in the Chrome browser, but it's meant to simplify the recording and editing process. So the way it works is that you visit TriCast in your Chrome browser on your computer. I don't think it works on mobile phones, but you log in, you send some invites out, some people join you, and then you hit record and it starts recording files for everyone. And then when you're done with the call, you hang up, you get these audio files that are already synced up, and then you can do some editing, you can do some sound enhancing, and then you can publish an episode right in the browser. So it's basically like an audio editing program like GarageBand or Logic, but in a browser. And it's not free. It starts at, you can, you can start a, what is it, one month, one month trial, but it runs $10 a month after that. But if you don't want to learn editing software, then this is probably a pretty cool thing to try out. I gave it a shot. I didn't do any real recording, but I looked at the interface and it, it did look pretty nice, I will have to say. Okay, so affordable posting, posting? So affordable hosting for podcasters. SoundCloud, I'd say, has a free tier. And um, for hosting your podcast, getting it into iTunes, putting it up online where people can stream it, SoundCloud's pretty solid. The free tier says it's up to three hours of content, but I'm not sure if that's for all time or just per month. And I wasn't able to find an answer to that question. I was looking at it before the show. Um, So I would say look into that before you sign up. And they also have some upgrades you can pay what is it, $7 a month, $12 a month for some more features, for statistics, for more upload time. SoundCloud's pretty solid. A lot of people do that. I personally prefer Simplecast for $12 a month, and I just think Simplecast is the best for hosting a podcast. They not only give you unlimited unlimited hosting space, you can upload as many files as you want, no charge for bandwidth, downloads, anything like that. You also get a great web interface for checking statistics, for Putting in the titles of your show, the show notes, uploading the audio file is super easy. They give you a, a step-by-step process for getting it into iTunes. They even give you a really nice website that you can customize. And this isn't this isn't just like a crappy template that looks like crap. These are beautiful templates that are really easy to to put your information in and go. It's it's just simple, it's easy, it's beautiful. Simplecast.fm. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Okay, guys, that's the updated gear guide. Hope you enjoyed that. I said it at the beginning of the show, but I want to reiterate this again. In the end, your content is more important than having expensive gear. 
Great gear isn't going to save your show if you don't have something to share that is valuable for your audience. So focus on your content, not just the gear. To stretch your money even further, I've mentioned this before, but if you want to stretch your money even further, then buy used gear. And I, (laughs) confession, I've bought nearly every piece of gear I own used. All my mics, all my interfaces, because I, I told you that I have the Focusrite Scarlett 18i8. I bought that used from a friend who bought it used from Guitar Center. I have a DBX286A preprocessor. I bought that used from Guitar Center. I bought this Shure KSM32 microphone that I'm using right now. Bought it used on Craigslist. The Shure SM7B that I have, I bought it used from Guitar Center. So shop on Craigslist, shop on Guitar Center's used gear website, uh, website, used gear section of their website. That's a great place to find gear. eBay, just choose carefully and make sure there's a return policy in place before you order something expensive. Because you don't want to buy something and then find out that it doesn't work. But buy used gear if you want to stretch your money. I think it's great. I'll, I'll continue to do that because a lot of times you can get good gear that's you know carefully used, gently used, that the person doesn't want anymore. You can get it for half price. And I think that's a great deal. Okay, everyone, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Got some questions in the after show that I'll get to. If you have any questions about gear, if you have any suggestions for gear that I forgot to mention, if you have something that's worked really well for you that I didn't talk about on the show, then please send me email questions, feedback to Aaron at the podcast If you've been enjoying the show so far, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to encourage you to join the Sean West community. I'm a part of the Sean West community. I'm a part of the Sean West network. And this is a great network of shows that help people with their entrepreneurial struggles, with their entrepreneurial adventures. And is really the Shamus community is the best place to meet other people who will help you with your goals, help you with your struggles related to podcasting and so many other things. We have a live chat system going 24-7 where you can talk to other like-minded people and we stream podcasts live every single day. Really, the quality of the people in the community is unrivaled and it's by far my favorite place on the internet. So visit seanwest.com slash community to learn more. If this is your first time listening, thanks for listening. Please hit subscribe in your podcatcher of choice and leave me a review in iTunes. Head over to thepodcastdude.com slash iTunes. Let me know if the show helped you. If you have any questions related to podcasting, you can send me an email at aaron at thepodcastdude.com and I'll answer the question either on the show or in a private email if that's what you prefer. So again, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned because next week I'm going to be joined by my friend Ben Tolson, host of co-host of the Sean West podcast and host of In the Boat with Ben. We're going to talk about how to make time for podcasting when you're super busy. And I know that feeling. I don't like to call it busy, but I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. I always have things going on and there's always more to do. And Ben feels that way too. But Ben's got six kids. I don't have six kids. He's got six kids, and yet he still does three-hour-long podcasts every week. So he's a super productive dude. So I'm going to pick his brain and get some great tips for you guys. So stay tuned for that. That'll be next Monday. Woo, a lot of things. So if you guys have any questions, post them in the chat. I've already got a couple earlier. Going to answer the question. Stay tuned, guys.
Okay, guys, I'm still here. Okay, Alex, got a couple of questions to answer. Let me start that over. Okay, I got a couple of questions to answer. Why am I struggling with answer today? I didn't have a second cup of coffee. That must be what it is. I switched to green tea instead. It was a mistake. It was a mistake, guys. Uh, Side note, I had so much coffee yesterday. Corey, it's my turn to talk. I had so much coffee yesterday, two cups of coffee in the morning that I met up with Sean. I had a mocha, I had a latte. And then towards the end of our meeting, I got a double shot espresso. (laughs) And then I went home and took a nap. (laughs) There's gotta be something wrong with me. Okay. (laughs) And then I don't drink enough coffee today and I struggle. (laughs) Nah, it wasn't too much coffee. I'm not going to lie. I was, I I think I achieved enlightenment because I had, like, I could see further. I had, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Everything was so clear and in focus and the whole world made sense. That's why I like coffee. <laughs> Corey, I don't have a problem. I'm okay. Okay, I got a couple of questions to answer here. Alex asked, what would a go-to setup on a budget look like considering the values here in the community and Sean West, which I highly resonate with and have them as my personal values. I want to be sure I deliver awesome quality from my first episodes. I had a couple thoughts on this initially, like I said in the show, I think the best budget microphones are either the ATR 2100 or the blue Yeti. I think if you're, if you're careful about your recording settings, if you're careful about mic technique, if you're careful about, post-production and you have really, really good content, I think the content might actually be the most important thing. If you're focusing on delivering something valuable to your audience, to preparing for for knowing what you're going to talk about when you show up, for not going on too many side rails or talking about things that your audience wouldn't be interested in, I think that's quality. I think caring about that stuff is quality. And it's a good sign that you're asking that question. I think the gear is actually going to matter a little bit less than what am I trying to say here? I think the the money that you put into your gear is going to matter a little bit less than the care and the quality that you put into your gear, into your recordings, into your production. Because there are plenty of people that you could put <laughs> that you could put you know two thousand dollars worth of gear in front of them, and they might still not put out a good podcast. So. Having amazing gear doesn't mean you're going to make an amazing podcast. But wanting to deliver something valuable, wanting to engage with people, wanting to help people, I think that's where great podcasts come from. So based on this guide, buy the best you can afford, buy used, it'll stretch your money a little bit further. But focus on making great stuff. And regardless, you're going to go through a period of not being very good at it for a while. You you just have to go through that period. Nobody's, you know, they're, they're, people aren't going to eat you because you're not an amazing podcaster right off the bat. I'm 30 episodes in, and I still struggle with some things. I, there are still times where I listen to the audio quality of my show and just think, mm, I could have made that one a little bit better. I could tweak this just a little bit more. But in the end, I think that consistent output is more, consistent quality output is more important than getting all your audio gear right the first time than spending $500 on your audio gear. So I hope that helps, Alex. Okay, Brooks asked, what audio settings can turn an okay mic 
into a better mic? <laughs> well, <laughs> good good question, uh, Brooks. I think what you mean is what audio or which audio settings can turn audio from a budget mic into better audio. <laughs> Biggest thing is mic technique, and I didn't talk too much about this in the show, but the distance that you are from the microphone will really affect the way that you sound. And there is a proper distance for each microphone. And the best way to find that is just to pop on some headphones, plug them into your laptop, or if your microphone is one that has uh, an input monitoring headphone port on it, plug it into that and then experiment with how you sound when you're further away and when you're closer. And I'll do that right now. Right now I'm about three inches from my mic. There's a pop filter between me and the microphone. So if I back up, this is me being about a foot away from the microphone, and I could turn the gain up a little bit, but it's going to, since I'm so far away, there's not going to be as much bass, because the further away you are from most microphones, the less bass you'll get in the microphone. On the flip side of that, putting my pot filter right up against my mic, on the flip side of that, if you get way up close to the microphone, it's not going to sound that good either. (laughs) I don't know. Oh man, this is going to be fun to edit and post. But here, so it's kind of like too far away, too close, right in the sweet spot. So for most microphones, somewhere, you know, two to six inches is a pretty good sweet spot. I generally aim for two to three inches away. So practice that. What else? Um, Proper input gain levels. So the input gain is just the amount of gain of signal that's coming in to either your computer or your interface. And if you have a program that'll show you some kind of peak meter, like GarageBand has these, Audacity has these, you'll see things like negative negative 24, negative 16, negative 12, negative 6, and 0. And 0 is the loudest point that your audio can get, the signal can get before it starts clipping. So for most recordings, I recommend that the loudest peaks of your voice they, they don't cross above negative 12 dB. So an, an average of negative 16 to negative 12 is great. And then later in post-production, if you want to, you can boost that by normalizing or using a compressor, com- compression, by using a compressor or a limiter to boost the gain up. But proper input gain levels, uh, recording in a quiet place without a lot of room echo, that'll really, really help a lot. And then learning how to use compression, EQ, and limiter plugins in audio software. Most audio editing programs like GarageBand, Audacity, Logic, Audition, Reaper. I didn't talk about Reaper, but Reaper's a great free free uh, program for recording and editing audio. They all come with these plugins for free, and the stock plugins are fine. So watch some YouTube videos about how to use those to make your voice sound better. There's a lot of great tutorials out there. All right, I think that's going to do it for questions for today. Let me know if you have any further questions. Send them to Aaron at thepodcastdude.com. I'd be happy to answer them. Everyone have a great week. Make some goals for yourself for 2016. Push yourself a little bit. All right, everyone. I will talk to you next week.